Welcome to Made in the 80s, podcast about the 80s by people who are made in the 80s. I'm Shalia, and we have... Tim. Kendon. Happy birthday <laughs> to you. Happy birthday to you. Tim. Happy birthday, dear Timothy. Timothy. Happy birthday, birthday to you. you. How old? I'm just like, um, okay, yeah. So birthday week, you you were saying it's going to be a weird one. It's going to be a weird week, but I'm you know, I'm happy to be alive and active and around. So mm-hmm. yeah, same. Fair enough. We have lots to be grateful for. Yeah. Uh, lots. So Tim, now that I've already won the game of uh, Trivial Pursuit, but it's your birthday, would you like to get two turns? Try to get a. Uh, no, I don't, one turn is fine. Well, I think we need to decide if we're starting over or if we're finishing the pies. I don't know why we're playing it at all. Like, we and that's not quite right. I, I think we only need one piece and just to roll it and just to keep asking questions. I don't know why we're keeping up with pies. So why don't we keep playing until we fill up all of the pie? Because that's still pointless. I think we should just use green because green's the best color in the world. I feel like you came up I'm gonna with start this in the middle here. conveniently after you filled your pie. That's what I'm saying. The game was over. I won. So we're playing a different way now because really the point is just to ask questions. Okay, okay but we're not there cool. yet. So I don't know Wait, what you're doing. I thought the first thing we do is play the game. No. I mean, it is. It's the first thing that we do. But first we tell our friends that today we're <laughs> for Tim's birthday, we're watching The Drone. No. Isn't it just Drone? Uh, I think it's The Drone. Yeah. Oh, okay. There's several movies with similar names. It's the Drone. Yeah. Okay. The Drone. 2019. 2019. Uh, yeah. Thank you, it, it has a 1980s uh, sensibility to it. It kind of does. 100%. Uh, it, it pulled from a couple of uh, 1980s, early 90s films. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yep. So, we're going to talk about that in a little bit. I will put the timestamp in the show notes. And now, Kendon, we can go back to the 80s. I rolled a three. Okay. Go three. This looks like a blue. Blue? Okay. Here's our 80s trivia. What animated movie inspired by Dickens' Oliver Twist tells the story of an orphaned cat in New York City? Did we do that movie? No. An orphaned cat? Mm -hmm. We didn't. We haven't done it yet. All cats go to heaven? Uh Uh-uh. It's Oliver and Company. Oliver and Company. Mm-hmm. I saw that when I was a kid. Yeah, it's a pretty good one. So that is our 80s trivia. What about the 20s? What's going on today, guys? You got any news? All types uh, of news. Who's yes, going first? Mine is real short and real quick. Okay. They canceled San Diego Comic Con. I thought it might be postponed. They just flat out canceled it and said they're coming back next year, 2021. Good. So. When was it going to be? Or, yeah. Probably the same time next year. It's usual time. But uh, they just what is its usual Senate time? July-ish. Uh, okay. That's so good. Which is a bit of a bummer. I don't, I don't know what studios are going to do because if we start, you know, having movies again, they're going to need to promo their stuff. And that was San Diego Comic-Con had become this sort of launching pad for trailers and sneak peeks and first looks and, you know, cast reveals. So it'll be interesting to see what kind of marketing they do around it since it's, they're not going to have that platform. Uh, what they do, they do something like a digital thing where they're showing off, you know, hey, log on to our YouTube and watch us as we show off this new trailer for whatever or a clip for Captain America and the Winter Soldier or whatever, Captain Winter Soldier. So there are all these things that were coming out later in the summer and in the fall, early next year, that uh, we're going to need some promo. So uh, I'm interested to see what happens with that, but which there are some there are some comic cons later in the year i mean obviously it's not san diego but aren't there some in the fall usually i think there are so maybe some of those are going to be okay there you go so new york is probably going to be like a lot of emphasis on that Um, actually one thing we're concerned about is whether or not BrickCon, which is the seattle lego uh, convention is going to happen this year when when is it usually september i want to say maybe We'll see. 
We will see. Um, yeah, that is big news. It's good news, I think, in terms of just everyone being safe. I mean, yeah, I'm glad they're being safe. But it does suck. Kendon, do you have any news that doesn't suck? Um, I have a lot of news that doesn't suck, and Ooh. some that's kind of stupid. But um, first of all, Tim and multiple people have sent. Uh, uh, was it Vanity Fair? Did you send, or you sent uh, actually an Instagram post from like comics.com or something like that um some early looks at dune the cast members of dune in action per se in costume it looks pretty good did you notice that josh brolin looked a lot like uh uh, not deadpool deathstrike what's batman's villain's name deathstroke deathstroke not deathstrike he looks a lot like deathstroke to me the armor looks good um because it's a kind of a weird world where people are fighting with like knives and swords, even yeah. though they have lasers and nuclear weapons. It, yeah. It's got a pretty good explanation for why, but um, everything looks pretty good to me. Chani yeah. looks good. Um, yeah, she does. Chani being played by um, Zendaya. Zendaya. Um, also, the name of our cat, the our girl cat, who might be the one who's pawing at the door right now, but. Never sure which one. They take turns pawing at the door while we record. It's true. Um, I'm they super excited Tim's about not this in movie. Here. <laughs> say again? They don't know Tim's not in here. They don't. Yeah, they don't know I'm not in there. Like, Uncle Tim didn't say hi. <laughs> um, one thing I don't know, um, and maybe you've caught, what is the name of this movie? Um, is it Dune Part 1 or what? I don't know. Announced? So far, we just, uh, don't, the only info I have is it's called Dune. And it's like so, noodles. <laughs> noodles. They I don't think they're going to add that to it. They yeah, split the parts. story into two parts, kind of like they were going to do for The Hobbit, and then they split it in three parts, and it was a whole mess. But mm. um, there is, a, I think, like a, a pretty natural splitting point within yeah. the book. Um, did you read the book? I can't remember. Never read the book. Movie. Okay. Yeah, I'm, you know, it's kind of a what have you been doing, but I mean, I'm just reading, rereading Dune for like the 20th time right now. Um, there's a pretty good point in the middle where the the main character goes from one character, like one identity of some sort to another. Mm-hmm. And so I think that they should call the first one basically Dune, comma, uh, Paul, or colon, Paul, and the second one, uh, Moadib. But... Um, Is spoiler? No, I mean, I don't know. If you, okay, here's a question, because I'm yeah. just going to go ahead and say, sure, it's not a spoiler. Because the first, like, sentences of the book are about Moadib, right? Like, they constantly talk about him being Moadib in, in the book, in the chapter section, uh, dividers. Like, they're like, You're, we're, this is the story of Moadib. Don't be fooled that he started off as Paul Atreides on this planet. Who he really is, is Moadib from Arrakis Dune. Okay. So... I don't think that counts. The real, but the, the real the stuff. Problem, that go ahead. The only problem with the with the with the naming of the film is a lot of a lot of it goes to the naming has nothing to do with the content of the film. Mm-hmm. Do with, sure, but I, so the thing is, on, can we put it on a Chiron? Can we put it on a T-shirt? Are people going to recognize it when they look it up? Are people? Does it have recognition? They're running through all these groups of people, and if we name it this, does this sound more appealing? Right now, what mm-hmm. you're saying, go ahead. The best way to do it. They're probably not going to do that. It's got to be. They might. It's got to be elegant. It's got to be like straight to the point. It, sh- it shouldn't be the making of a messiah and Dune to the something of an empire. Like that's. It defeats like it's not. It's not elegant. So the best way to do it would be the two phases of his life, the two main phases of his life. You're um, you're, you're not wrong. You're one hundred percent correct. <laughs> Not, yeah. But how they market it is going to be, it has, will have nothing to do with that. Wait, but what I'm saying is that, I, okay, you're right. But the step further I'm going is to market it, I think they should go with a bit of mystery. The same way, I think it's in line with the way that they've written Dune, where it's very, very yeah. minimalistic. It's got mystery to it and, and intrigue, which is what the, the story is about. So going overly wordy with it, I think, it, I, I also think is a bad marketing direction. Yeah. You're not wrong. But, you know, they're doing stuff like they're trying to get... They know the people who like Dune are going to come see it. 
So this marketing is about people who don't know anything about Doom. And how do we get you into the theater? Like, how do we give you a title that's going to encompass whatever we want to say about this film, but also get you to go to Fandango and buy a ticket or get you to click on the trailer? And that's yeah. for people. I follow you. Don't you, you know think, what I mean? Don't, yeah, but don't you think a good trailer and images is going to get that more than the title? Like, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's, that's not involved. You are not wrong. Because this movie looks, it look, it's not even in motion, and it looks yeah. perfect. You're, you're not wrong, but that's, this is the kind of conversation that they have when they're trying to market these films. I don't remember what movie we talked about, but they, like, they wanted to shorten the runtime to get it in theaters more. Uh-huh. Which has nothing to do with the film. It was like, you need to cut this because we want to be able to show this X amount of times during the day. That's crazy to me, but this is kind of... Oh, the- I mean- it's a business yeah right these kind of decisions that happen outside of like what this film is about you know what i mean yeah the decisions like that that happen well i guarantee you i i know which part they're going to divide the story there's only one part where it makes sense so i think that modib as this like the title for the second one would be kind of cool because it's going to be it's a interesting sounding name it's funny spelling where it would maybe draw audiences um so i I, maybe it's like starts with dune is the first one and then the second one is just moody i could see that but i think you i it makes sense because i think it's it's catchy we'll see but yeah i just i really did gasp a good name also would be dune messiah even though that's technically the second book that would be a good name for the for the second and i think I think Shalia's right. I think you might see Dune just for the first film and then see Dune whatever else for the second part. Cause now that, would, got, that would be that would make sense too. Yeah, people are locked in, that they're they're aware of what this Dune thing is. You've seen it, you've done pro you don't have to do that sell anymore, so you can attach it to whatever uh, else. Honestly, I've been doing so much thinking about this that I'm kind of a little disappointed that I didn't think of what Shalia suggested because Dune Paul or Dune Atreides is less of a good title than just going with Dune, like she suggests, and then Dune Moadib or Dune Mosiah or something for the second one, especially because in the first book movie, you're going to be hearing about Moadib a lot. Assuming that they structure it the way the book is structured, right. um, you'll be hearing about, although to be fair, if they don't structure it that way, you're only going to be hearing about Moadib very shortly at the end of the movie. So, <laughs> so I, I, don't have know. An, I have an alternative for you. And that is, you call the first one if you walk without rhythm. And you call the second one, you won't attract the word. No. Yes. No. no. I'm not giving you points for that. <laughs> not doing it. Not doing it. Walk without rhythm. But, but to your point, Kenan, we don't know what's going to be in this story. Uh, yeah. Right. I just, I'm very confident I know where the, div- the dividing point is. It makes sense. Okay, so other news? Yeah, more news. Um, Sam Raimi. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about Sam Raimi is going to be, uh, what do you call it? Uh, directing. Uh, directing the next Doctor Strange movie. Mm-hmm. And is it in the, mo- what is the name of it again? Doctor Strange and something in the multiverse. Hold on. It's got a long it's a, time. It's a reference to the Mouth of Madness, which is, is, uh, what do you call it? Um, oh, I was bringing up Cthulhu earlier. It's an HP Lovecraft book, the, uh, the Mountains of Madness. So is it the multiverse of madness? Yeah. Doctor Strange and the multiverse of madness. Yeah. Um, Sam Raimi, one of our favorites, uh, you know, part, partly ushering, the, in, ushering in the modern. I don't even know if he's ushering in the modern, um, what do you say, uh, comic book movie era. It feels like we're in like a third one. You know how like there was the golden age of comics yeah. The Silver Age of Comics. And what was the Age of Comics in the 90s? The Attitude Era, like WWF or something? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> like, at some point we were saying it was, you know, Blade and then X-Men and then Spider-Man. Those movies brought in the modern era. But I kind of feel like that era ended, like, well, I don't know, eight years ago or something. And then as the, as the, the Disney Marvel Cinematic Universe, like, kind of began that's when a new era even started like after well, the dark knight yeah I feel like Spy- well here's the thing in the dark knight it's like a it's like a separate kind of thing like 
they're comic book movies, but they were so different than everything else. I feel like Spider-Man was the first really big blockbuster tentpole. We're, we're putting everything behind this movie through Sony to make it big. It was the first one of that. I think Avengers um, was the first like aha moment for a lot of studios because it made so much money. Exactly my point. So if you look they at could build these 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 like bigger worlds within the, these comic books, and they're the first ones to do it. So well, if that. you look at Spider-Man, X-Men, and Blade, those are all standalone universes, right? Yeah. Those movies, they had sequels, but their story was all contained within. And mm-hmm. The Dark Knight, I th- The Dark Knight Rises, I think was kind of like the last of that generation of superhero movies, where it's like, oh, yes, it's built its own world. It's not standalone, whatever like that. But then like as soon as the dark Knight uh rises is over we're already in the avengers era and that's what's coming up now is it the yeah. is the connected universe yeah, they came out the same year yeah did they dark Knight rises i thought that rises was 2012 now same year was avengers 2012 mm-hmm. okay that makes sense yeah exactly i mean that's a, it's a nice handoff like that if i watch the dark Knight, it seems like something from another era to me now because it's not designed to be tied in with a million things. Right. So. So the news is, oh, so we already knew about Sam Raimi, um, but the news is that they have a title and it's starting to get um, some publicity. No, I think the, the, we knew the title, the Sam Raimi was the news. He was the news. That was the news back when Angelo was here. But that's okay. Sometimes we forget. I, I don't know, it was, a, it, was, it, was, it was a headline to me. <laughs> Yeah, they just officially announced it. Like, there was rumors that he would do it, but we didn't know for sure. Okay, the official announcement oh. just happened then. Yeah, the okay. Official yeah. Okay. But our friends might remember Sam Raimi. We, we were going into Spider-Man and all that, but um, from the Evil Dead um, and the Evil Dead 2. So mm-hmm. we, uh, we did the Evil Dead a few months ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think he has the right sensibilities for this movie. Yeah. He's got a lot of, he's got the Spider-Man stuff. He's got a lot of dark stuff in here, like a lot of weird horror. Dark. Yeah. Like the Which gift. Is- is on there, obviously, Evil Dead. I remember... Oh, go ahead. Sorry, like the Grudge movies, all that kind of stuff. I remember liking... Um, was it Dormammu? Or what did they What did they call the, de- the demon? Whatever it is he fights at the end. It yeah, had a real weird look to it. Mm-hmm. So I think we can expect some more good stuff like that. Yeah. And then finally... Oh, go ahead, honey. No, I just... I agree. I think he's going to be a really good... Um, He's he he's a good choice for this. Like with Doctor Strange, I think there's a lot that you can do there. So I'm excited to see it. I am too. Um, so and then my final be some news is more. Uh, it's news and it's also a discussion point. So um, I don't recall. I sent this out to you. I don't recall where this article is from, but they're discussing how movie Splash, which we reviewed several months ago, it was right? June last summer, starting last summer. Yeah, so it's on Disney Plus now, and it originally, uh, back in the 80s when it got its uh, rating, was a PG, and towards the end of the movie, after, um, is it Daryl Hannah? Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Playing the mermaid, kisses Tom Hanks, she runs off into the water, and you see her butt cheeks before she jumps into the water. Now, um, Disney has decided to digitally edit that by covering her, her bare butt cheeks with... Uh, digital hair technology and yeah. it's one of the creepiest most ridiculous things i've ever seen um yeah. and i kind of and the article kind of moved into the idea that like this is already a something that came up with star wars and you know the whole greedo mm-hmm. shot or han or greedo shot first thing you know digitally changing things and also restricting your access to the original version um First of all, it just looks really bad. Not that you're going to be looking for it unless you're like on Twitter and and looking for it, you know, because the article brought it up. But if you look at it, it's really awkward and seems unnecessary. Their argument is that it probably would have gotten a PG-13 when it, um, if it had been released like three or four months later because the PG-13 got, became established that same year so then why not just retroactively rate it like instead of changing the movie why don't you just say hey actually it's pg-13 like it already made its money in the box office who cares no i i don't know why they didn't well the other question is why don't they put it on hulu they own hulu 
and it's there's no rule saying you can't have a PG-13. It just seems just just a little weird. It reminds me of this movie that Shalia and I watched called This Movie Is Not Yet Rated. It's film. film this film is not yet rated. And it was all about the mm-hmm. rating, the MPAA and their rating system and what causes them to choose to give something an X or an R. And, you know, I always push back a little bit about, I feel like, kind of the more puritanical nature of what determines what's acceptable in the movie theater, in the movies. And it's just like, I don't like the idea. I mean, if you're going to cover up the butt, I guess that's fine. You could have just even edited that part out that, that shot out. But the question is retroactively changing art and not to get too um, grandiose with it, but it does think of like 1984 and other books like that. That was what the main thing was, right? They would go back, redact books, change books, change art media or whatever and act like it was always like that right it's not like disney called out the fact that they're changing these movies um there's been some other um pieces that i can't think of off the top of my head but other you know episodes or movies that have been changed as well i was just wanted to get you guys as a view on basically digital erasure of history well it's kind of funny right that goes back all, like throughout time you've got um is it in rome where the one brother uh like what and like had his his brother's name like just like scratched out of all of the um monuments and stuff like you know how they had their sculptures and stuff and so like he was just like no one's gonna remember your name and like scratched it out or something like that's been a thing i think as long as there's a record of it i don't really care um so like as long as the public library still has access to the original i don't really care if you're saying that you want to have a censored version now that's playing um it's interesting you brought up Rome. Like the airplane movie version or whatever because i thought you were going to reference the um when they went around for a long time putting fig leaves over all of the classical statues oh, genitalia yeah. mm-hmm. and they it, i think that's been i think in the meantime considered a mistake well so and that's where like i said as long as the original is somehow accessible and like archived because i remember <laughs> when i was in elementary school i made a book like in class and i really Uh-oh. liked this book it was really good i thought think and then like fast forward a few years later i was like i want to fix this book that i made because my handwriting is writing is nicer now and so i went and i like wrote over the the writing from before it was just handwritten pages and so like i used my like you know sixth grade handwriting um over my fourth grade handwriting and it just like it ruined it like it was just really sad and you couldn't undo that after after the fact so that's the only piece for me is as long as you can keep the original too i think this ties into the disney vault concept though because they won't really allow you necessarily to watch the other version yeah but at the same time it is theirs So as long as they're not shredding it, as long as they're keeping it, somebody has it and it's not like, I agree with you. I don't want it erased from history, but I, I think I can live with the fact, like the idea that in terms of popular knowledge, folks won't necessarily know the original. Hmm. Um, I'm kind of with Shalia. I think if the originals are still around, I don't care. I mean, for years we've watched edited versions of stuff when it's a hit television hmm. yeah right it's on fx they've decided to edit it whatever to fit their platform whether they're editing out like sometimes I mean, we ignore these things all the time right it'll show up and it'll be like oh we've changed the format so it's going to look different or we've, we've formatted we've to edited. fit your screen mm-hmm. yeah but we've we've edited out certain scenes because this is going to play at 12 o'clock on a saturday and kids might be watching but I know the original Commando is still there if I want to watch it, even though it's not overly violent or maybe not bloody. They've done it with video games. They've done it with all kinds of music. Like even, you know, and we get to my what I've been watching, uh, they showed, I was watching Jordan's The Last Dance documentary on ESPN. But on ESPN 2, you can watch it without the cursing. Hmm. Got it all out. And they told them, like, hey, if you want to watch on ESPN 2 without the curses, you can I like that. I like the choice. I like when you're you're given choice. Yeah, that's yeah. smart of them. Make it available for all of their audiences. ESPN and also Disney. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, enough on that talking point. You guys ready to move to what we've been up to? Yeah. Yeah. Tim, you, what have you been watching? Keep going. I've been, I, I watched that Jordan documentary. It's a 10-part series, two episodes every Sunday night. Uh, it's centered around the 1997-98 basketball season, but they're mm. going back about Jordan's life. It is fascinating. Cause Who was he with in 1997? The Bulls. Oh, is that when he retired then? That was the last season with the Bulls. Okay. It's called The Last Dance. Gotcha. They knew they weren't coming back together. They knew Phil Jackson wasn't coming back. So beginning of the season, Phil Jackson gives him whatever little playbook, whatever for the year, and on it, on it, it says the last dance. And that was his meeting with the team. It was like, this is our last chance. Like, enjoy this, because we're not doing this again. This is it. Um, but what they ended up having was a film crew follow them, because they were so popular coming off that 95, 96 season. I mean, that 97, 96, 97 season. That, but they sit on this footage for like 20-some years just set on it and it but they Jordan's approval to like release it and like cut it together and make it a doc and they finally got it and they pieced it together and once we were also the quarantine it was supposed to come out in June and everyone was like can you just come out now and so they went to work and they're still working the, produ- the producer said they're still working on it right now but we got the first couple episodes uh, episode three is about Rodman mm. and facing off against the Pistons back in the early 90s. It's good. It's it's really good. I'm excited for that. Yeah. Was that the Grant Hill era? Grant Hill's around. No, Grant Hill's around in the 90s, in the early 90s. Well, he was 90s. Pistons, right? Was a, yeah, no, not that. Not that Grant Hill Pistons. That Pistons team was like Isaiah Thomas, Joe Dumars. Oh, damn it. On those early Pistons teams. I had his jersey. I thought I, I thought I knew. But even if you don't watch sports, it's fascinating to watch the way in which you, you, you're seeing this guy at the height of his powers, and then when they go back, you're seeing him, he's not there yet. And you're seeing this sort of pro- slow progression of, like, he goes to the garden and drops 63 points in the playoff game. And everyone is, like, blown away. But this kid who's a second-year player goes to Boston – and ends up scoring 49 the first game and 63 the second game. No one was doing that. Like, no one – it's crazy. So, yeah, if, you, if you're into basketball or interested at all in sort of watching this, I think you'll, you'll enjoy it. It's, it's really fun. It brings back a lot of memories. And lots of wild fashion from the late 90s. <laughs> Pippen has – crazy, bro. <laughs> Pippen crazy long and baggy. Like, it's so funny that that was fashionable back then. Love it. Tim. Quick question. This came up uh, when we were hanging out with some family. Or no, we were talking to somebody. Um, do you know when the NBA was integrated? You can give me a decade if you wanted to. 60s. 1950. 1950? Yeah. Who was it? Who was the first guy? Uh, I'd have to go and look it up. Kind of called football. Started with an like, L. <laughs> Lloyd. I know, all I know is college football was dead last. <laughs> they were they were holding uh, on for dear life. Good job, Shalia. Earl Lloyd. Earl Lloyd. The man who broke NBA's color barrier. Anyways, this is a great documentary called Black Magic, which I would recommend. About yeah, it talks about some of that stuff and sort of like the black experience in basketball. It's fan, It's great. It, it was like it's on, it's on ESPN like a couple years ago. Really good. Cool. ESPN's putting out some good stuff. Um, yeah. Anything else that you're up to? Um, I did watch something, but I'll save it for our review because it ties in. Hmm. Okay, cool. Oh, boy. Kevin, <laughs> what, what have you been up to? Um, so I've been listening to like, I've been listening to Joe Rogan uh, podcast clips a lot on YouTube. He's been in the news a lot uh, because of some of his political opinions. Um, and I, had list- I used to listen to Joe. Do you listen to Joe Rogan? I'm Tim? not a fan. I'm not a fan. I'm enjoying. I, I listened to him for a while back in like four, three, four years ago, but he had way too much content. And at the time, I was like, hey, what do you mean? Maybe. I mean, not in any of the clips that I've listened to yet, but. Anyways, that's one thing that I've been doing. Um, 
And then the other thing is the I've been watching this HBO miniseries by David Simon, creator of The Wire, called The Plot Against America. Mm-hmm. Have you watched that yet? No, I heard it's good. Uh, it's amazing. I mean, what else would I expect from him? He he's very meticulous and um, high, like creates high quality material. Shalia really got into Treme, which I, I um, watched some of with her. Obviously, The Wire, um, and then The Deuce, which I have not watched yet. Um, this is what is, the plot, a, what is the plot against America about? This is about a uh, alternate version of the United States in the 1940s, in which instead of Roosevelt winning his, I believe, third term, he's beat. He's beat by. Um, Charles Lindbergh, who was like the first man to fly across the Atlantic solo and like direct flight. He was an American hero, but also um, a known anti-Semite and Nazi sympathizer. <laughs> so yeah. this, this what, the first thing I'll say is that if this was done any, just even 2% less perfectly, it would fall apart. It, it would not fall apart. It would be just like the most blatant, like, hey, this is really an allegory for what's going on right now. Even though it was written in 2004, the, the book that it's based off of, uh, there's so much about it, like people being like, oh, he's just a celebrity. He could never be president. Like he's running against a real politician, a real presidential individual, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it tells the story from the point of view of a working class um, Jewish family in Newark, New Jersey, and does a pretty good job of making it so that the characters allow you to see into elements all the way from like a working class neighborhood, all the way up to basically the white house, the administration and all around. So you're seeing how Jewish Americans in particular are being impacted by a country that instead of, supporting the United, the United Kingdom in its war against um, Nazi Germany is instead first acting neutral and then also and then almost friendly with with Hitler's uh, Nazi Germany um, and the whole thing is just so well realized like you're watching it and it doesn't feel like I don't know the man in the high castle or, or something else where it's like a bit too heightened it just really feels like the world that you used to, if you watch anything from the 1940s or you're kind of familiar with that time at all, except for the election went a different way, you know, a different person ran a different person won. And mm-hmm. it's just so realistic that yes, if it, it really, I think banks on the idea of the tone of the country is set from the white house down in a lot of ways. Yeah. And it's the, the exactly the same country you could believe could behave differently if the man at the top of the pyramid is saying this is acceptable behavior. Um, And it does this masterfully. It does the dance just right, not to make it feel too in your face, like um, too preachy or whatever. It's a, to me, it's just a really good um, example of, you know, things can, things can be different. There's a reason why leadership matters. Yeah. Yep. Anything else you're up to? Um, that's all I was going to share today since I had so much news. Um, okay. So the things that I was going to tell you that I'm up to are, um, I, this is a couple weeks ago now, but like early on into quarantine, I watched Cheer on Netflix. Um, have you guys sure. watched that yet? I, I don't think we've watched it. Okay. I was like, I don't think we've talked about it. So it, was in its first season where it followed a junior college that does really well in the national cheerleading competition um, okay. over the last like 10 years. And so it followed is, them. Is this a reality show? Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's a reality show. It reminds me of Hard Knocks um, where they follow NFL for, you know, preseason. It's kind of what it reminds me of, except for it's the whole like season. I mean, they have, they don't really have, competition aside from they go to this one competition at the end of the year and that is it so like it's all working up to this this particular thing in daytona um and so it's like us seeing not tryouts but 
clips of tryouts and the different performers um, or athletes. I'm not, I forget what they call them. Anyway, it's just kind of, it's fun. It was much better than I expected it to be. And like they throw people like flying in the air, flipping around. It's pretty, it's pretty exciting and interesting. And they also touch on like the injuries piece um, because it's pretty dangerous what they're doing. I, yeah. So I recommend it. Uh, It'll be interesting to hear what others think because there's some characters, like main characters, who I think you're supposed to like, and um, I didn't. And there's just, yeah. So, yeah. Anyway, that was fun. And it was its first season, so I was excited to see what happens with season two. But um, I think it's going to be different because I don't think they're having the cheerleading competition. I think it like would be. Probably not. Yeah, it was like, I think it was like around now that maybe it was happening. Anyway, have not looked into that, but I do recommend watching it. It's only one season in, but it was really, really fun. Um, and then the other thing that I've been watching is, did we tell you this already, Tim, that um, we decided to start, we did, we told you we decided to start from the beginning of the Marvel uh, movies. And mm-hmm. so we finished Captain America and now we're on Agent Carter. So that is good times. And I've started a new puzzle. Um, so I'm working on that. Tim, I keep yeah. wanting to call it Agent Carter from Mars. The bad movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, it's funny, it's, it's, I rewatched it, and it's not as terrible as I remember. No, isn't it? Actually, I want to watch it. We were about to watch it. I think it's it. on my list. I think I saw it I because think. I started watching a mo- uh, a show that I'll talk about once I get into it, but it's a. Uh, David Koresh and um, what do you call it? Waco. It's called Waco. Yes, I watched it. it was Taylor, Taylor Kish is the uh, main, it plays uh, David Koresh, Koresh in it. Yeah. So I think that may be one of the reasons I was thinking about finally watching. Yeah. Um, yeah, the, the Waco John miniseries. Carter from Mars? John Carter from Mars. Yeah. The Waco miniseries is really good. Yeah. Um, really good. Well, I'll get uh, I'll get to it to finishing it as soon as possible, and we can talk about how far it. how far along are you in it? Are you at the one episode? Because oh, then yeah, I yeah. then I started the the plot against America, which I should mention is six parts, and yeah. the last part will be airing Monday night. Yeah. So by the time, probably it'll have aired before I get this uploaded. Yeah. So friends, you'll be able to go and watch that whole whole set. Do it. Since Ken was so convincing. Um, okay. Are you guys ready to talk about, <laughs> are we ready for Tim's birthday party where we talk about the drone? Never gonna guess what I just found in the trash. Drone! The drone moves around the house by itself. First it's here, then it's there. The drone. Actually, yeah, because the drone's kind of, okay, kind of good. Kind, kind of good. Kind of ridiculous. Tim, tell us about it. It's called, I don't even know how this came about. I think one of my fellow critics mentioned it and he was like, this movie called The Drone. And I was like, really? He was like, yeah, it's ridiculous. So I looked at the trailer and I was like, oh yeah, I'm in. Let me watch this. <laughs> and it's about this couple being terrorized by a drone. But we come to find out that dr- it starts off, the drone is this guy who's like a killer is this abusive killer i don't know what he is but serial killer is abusive whatever but i think the both. police are he's both wait so we have not done a ch- done child's play yet right but mm-hmm. it's got yeah. the same op- kind of opening concept as child's play yeah and yeah. shocker which is what i another thing i've been watching i watched shocker because i was like oh yeah the drone reminds me of shocker which came out in 89 about a guy who's a serial and this football player, he's he's been killing people in in, the, in this neighborhood. And this football player hits his head in practice, but starts giving him premonitions, so he can like. It's shocker's ridiculous. Anyway, so he ends up the guy ends up getting up getting uh, getting uh, executed, but he puts himself into like electronics, and it allows him to travel around and like travel through electricity and travel in different bodies. It's so dumb. But this is 89 89 shocker <laughs> so ridiculous anyway so there's elements of shocker in this elements of child's play he has this drone 
but he's like yelling binary code outside of his apartment. Wait, before, before that though, when the SWAT team shows up, I don't think <laughs> SWAT team knocks on your door and waits for you to look through the eye hole and then yeah. decide what you want to do about the fact that the SWAT team is at your door. They're like they're cracking jokes inside the home. Like oh, one yeah. dude cracks about a dead body. Anyway, yeah. so he's yelling binary code. He gets shocked with lightning, and apparently his spirit gets transferred into this drone. Then one guy just taking home a piece of the crime scene. Apparently, this dude's like, "My kid wants oh, this- a drone." Oh, this movie. I'm taking it I home. Thought- I thought that he was going to take it from evidence at some point, but he doesn't even, it, it doesn't go through the step of ever making it to evidence. No. Or anything like that. He just straight up said, this, this is probably not important. Last the, the, thing the guy was yeah. holding. The last thing the guy was holding <laughs> that he used to peep out on all of his victims. Yeah. You know what? I'm just going to take this home with me. To my kid or whoever. So the drone comes alive in the police car, kills uh, the guy, and then like, what? Can we just mention how his daughter knows way too much about the serial killer? And she's she like, knows she's so much about him. it. He's the guy who rapes the women, kills the women. We're like, what do you okay, say? What Knock, knocks him in the head, takes him home. Yeah, yeah. So the drone is the drone escapes and then just randomly shows up at this woman's house. These new this new couple who got this super nice house in like L.A. I guess. Um, and it's like stalking her still. Her, it was apparently her ex. Yeah, I um, have to admit, I was kind of embarrassed not to realize why it showed up at that house. I was like, but, why did it just show up here? Yeah. So her, her boyfriend's like a photographer, so he's like, well, I can use his drone. The drone starts like perving out on the neighbor, and like <laughs> the drone is like internet searching. The drone kills the dog. Sorry, Talia. Thank you for the warning. I was prepared. The, first of all, the drone tried to put the dog up for adoption. <laughs> right, at, at, at a no-kill shelter. At a no-kill Like kill it had shelter. some level of, 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 what, empathy at least. And like, I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to put you up for that. Because the dog was aware. So the drone's doing stuff like moving around the house and no one's paying attention. It uh, records them having sex one night. And they're like, that's the one thing the drone did. Um, so she's becoming increasingly paranoid about this drone. Well, it turns out she has history. Yeah. She has history where uh, electronics make her nervous. I thought I thought that scene. To that. I thought that scene was showing that a remote control car kill, uh, killed her parents. I thought it was like an origin yeah. story sort of thing. But instead, it's she murdered kids and their parents with yeah. a remote control car. How could they afford no. that house? They must have, like, that, that family must not have had family that sued in a civil court or something like yeah. that. Maybe he makes that much money as a photographer. I don't know. Maybe. Uh, Tim, every time I've been around a drone, they're pretty loud, right? Yeah. This one was, like, quiet. It was, like, Sneaky. Humming. But the Remember she is, got mad and it was the refrigerator? <laughs> yeah. What's funny is... That's not the most ridiculous thing that happened in this movie. No. No, when it turns into a monster drone? No, that's not it for me. So what is the most ridiculous thing about this movie? When it shows up at his brother's house. Yeah. And he, he's like, what are you doing here? And he starts shooting at the drone. And then he's, he looks at the drone and says, like, and as if he recognizes his brother when he looks at it. And it's like, is that you? And then the next thing you know, he's got a like an iPhone hooked up to the drone, and they're having a conversation. Yeah, he could have talked the whole time. Like so, what? So <laughs> it, it couldn't talk the whole time. He couldn't talk the whole time because it had to be hooked up to the iPhone app. Okay, but he hooked himself up to that woman's computer. So clearly, he knew how to figure out. He hooked himself up to the security system, to the computer, downloaded files, emailed. He gets an email. But it can't do can't... any physical button changes, right? So if her if her speakers are off, she can't he can't talk. But the security system talks to them. But here's the question. Um, <laughs> how come every time somebody sees people are, are more readily go to this is a possessed drone than 
some asshole was controlling this drone from somewhere else, mm-hmm. right? Like the drones fly, flying around, knocking over a picture of his brother and whatever. And it's like, yes, but these things are designed to be controlled without you seeing necessarily who's controlling it. That's the point. But yet he's like, it might be my brother. I haven't even attempted to find out if somebody is yeah. remote controlling this yet. And what a leap. That is a huge leap from huge. The huge leap. Also, um, did she not know the brother? How long did they date? They were together for a while, right? Mm-hmm. I got the impression they were together for a while, but she didn't know the brother at all? I guess not. Or vice versa. Wait, that, I, what I don't believe is that the person. brother would not know what his girlfriend looked like. Because she's, she's good looking, and the guy and the guy's clearly like, oh, he always liked certain stuff. Blah, blah, blah. The brother yeah. would have showed him a picture of his girlfriend. Well, and but why does that matter? Like when they show up saying, "Hey, we want to know about the drone." Like he already. The point is that it feels like the movie uh, kind of just ignored that. Yeah, they just ignored all of that. <laughs> the normalcy of people that is. Yes. Okay, so Tim, you're kind of telling us the plot. Do you have more to say about it? Yeah. So then they end up getting into it with the brother, and he gets killed, and these two officers get involved. The one officer gets killed on the toilet. Was he an officer or a private detective? I think he was a PI. He was a PI. Yeah. Detective. Investigator. So, and so, you know, to get this point, there was a monster drone that had all the razors on it and a bunch of stuff. <laughs> like, this is a weaponized drone. It was making a mean face. They, they managed, well, first of all, uh, it, like, hulked out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The drone hulked out, and the worst part was when the well, worst slash best, but when the wires are wrapping, like once it's clear that these are things that you, that you can't, you cannot in any way imagine are really being done without straight up magic. Which I guess this, I, mean, I, I thought of this as more of a sci-fi sort of thing, like with the Chucky doll. It's more sci-fi. It seems it seems kind of magic, like, but in this case, it definitely just seems like it's sci-fi. So all of a sudden the wires that are whap- wrapping around to like hulk it out seemed really silly. And then it fights a smaller drone and like almost rips its like neck out and it spits out the woman's hair. Yeah, yeah. it pulled her hair out. It, it drugged her, her and the then floor. spat it out on the ground. After laying out candles and lighting them <laughs> just to use her. <laughs> he her he's changed. <laughs> Okay, the nigga's even more ridiculous at the end when she's fighting the drone and then somehow transfers herself into the boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the, okay, uh, this is the part that finally broke me because I was like, <laughs> this, <is it? laughs> this was it because humans don't work on binary. So it's like, okay, this guy is so into computers or whatever that he used binary to put himself into a machine. But mm-hmm. I didn't buy that he could then use binary to go into another human being who's not even that technically minded. So why not do that in the beginning? If you have this ability, why not just do that initially? Well, he had to be, well, he had to be close enough to the person, right? None of the SWAT people were super up close with him. No, once he's the drone. Yeah. Like the guy who, uh, at the store who checked for his serial number or whatever. The The guy at the store was weird. Just acting all types of weird. I think he was trying to, oh, the yeah. actor was maybe trying to make an impression so he could move up in the world. Yeah. He was going for it. I, but yeah, I mean, the drone had been alone with the boyfriend a bunch. He could have did it then. He could have did it with the police car. Just never does it until the very end. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I, I commented as we were watching because you don't know, at least until he gets to the brother's house, what the motivation of the drone is. Because it can't right. communicate. Mm-hmm. It's not trying to communicate with anybody. So we don't... Mm-hmm. I don't think I knew until the brother's house that it was the ex-boyfriend. I didn't know that it had a connection to the woman. Right? So all of a sudden, now I have an idea of what its motivation is. But... Thoughts are trailing off. <laughs> Did you enjoy this movie? Yes. I have to say... I think this was a dumb movie, but it it uh, elicited a lot of engagement from me. It was remarkable, as in <laughs> Kenan could not stop talking. 
Like every scene, it was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Why? <laughs> every other uh, uh, dialogue was like, oh, that's going to be the title for this. Oh, I felt like the, it, it was so quotable. A poorly written movie is often more quotable. It makes me think of like The Room. Okay, goodbye. Like all of the different stuff. Were there any quotes that stood out to you? There were a bunch. I mean, I didn't remember. I don't remember what that. What was it like? Uh, I hate technology. Fuck with, yeah, I hate upgrades. Oh, that was good. <laughs> um, there was just a lot of really good ones. Um, I hate upgrades. What was the one that I thought was too on the nose? Or you said it couldn't be it. I don't remember. Oh, it was like something about you just found out uh, that the drone has your ex boyfriend's soul in it and now it now it all makes sense or something some something along those lines it was very 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 fun because none of it made sense i did not like it but um (laughs) i i watched it because it's your birthday (laughs) well why did you like it um because it's kind of like the things that i hate and then also I was like waiting for the dog scene. Um, and I just like, unfortunately, the husband I didn't like from the beginning because he put the dog outside and I was, fr- uh, I was frustrated because I was just like, the dog is telling you something. I don't understand why you're not listening. And like, Ken and I had to have a partial conversation of like, I'm not letting like, dog can't be outside like that's not going to happen so i did enjoy like a little bit of poetic justice in the end where the boyfriend or the husband ends up falling off right because he can't fly <laughs> um and he gets mm-hmm. impaled on the stick that he used to hold the dog out there because it was his fault that the dog died so i kind of felt like it was poetic justice in the end kind of didn't agree with me ironically that was one of my favorite parts because she's very satisfied she defeated the bad guy blah blah her her the the bad guy is impaled on the ground there and she has one impression or like one um emotion there and then it switches to it being her husband and he's like oh and she all of a sudden she changes and and she's like are you okay and i was like what are you talking about you 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 uh jabbed his eye out and he's impaled what do you mean are you okay okay? so the editing slash the acting in this was so ridiculous it was fun though it did remind me um in forgetting sarah marshall they talk about the movie that she's making of um the cell phone uh like a killer cell phone and they would joke about like why don't you just like not answer it or turn it off (laughs) i was like oh yeah reminded me of this like okay so they took that and they went with it (laughs) they must have been charging their enemy the entire time because drones they require a lot of like energy yeah. And when she finally attacked it, I was like, why don't you just smack this thing? She finally does. It goes down really easy. And she yeah. like smashes yeah. it, stomps on it. But I was like, wait a second. I could tell she broke like the, the, the landing pad feet thing or whatever. But mm-hmm. all of the propellers were still fine. And I was like, what are you doing? Smash a propeller. This thing cannot fly effectively without a propeller. And then, of course, it flies across town to find its brother. Right. And get the uh, upgrade. Okay. Like, and child, huh? I would have just picked up Chucky and child play and just threw him. But Chucky's like, carrying a knife constantly. You can still grab him. Yeah, and get sliced up. Like, you're right, but when somebody starts, like, waving a knife at you, I think you have paused all of a sudden. Like, even if it's a kid, if a kid has a knife and is, like, swiping it at you, yeah. like, your desire to enter that space is gonna yeah. change. I I was more. Was bo- time- I'd be more bothered by Chucky than the drone. When was the last time you seen Child's Play? I've never seen it all the way through. That's why we're gonna do that movie, right? Watch it and like he's really tiny and people are like struggling to fight him. I'm like, what are you guys struggling? For? Oh, that's different. Yeah, I agree with you there. I'm talking about initially approaching, initially oh. approaching something that's swinging a knife around is something that oh. I think I would have a lot of pause. But this, okay. Hold on. He somehow did not mention that it decapitated two police detectives in one swoop. Sure did. Okay. And I want to make this clear. Shalia even, who's, who maybe knows this from watching um, Forged in Fire, but the, one of the reasons why the guillotine was such a big deal is that like death by beheading 
is a really sloppy and difficult process for very big, strong men with sharp, heavy weapons to do. This thing slid past two people and used what, a propeller? Yeah. <laughs> a commercial drone <laughs> propeller to decapitate cleanly two grown men? Really? I, I think it, actually I was like, did you see that? And I was like, yes. Did that really just happen? Yes, it did. <laughs> um, what else? Kind of crazy. The neighbor lady is like, oh, she she creeped us out in the beginning because she like pops up um, in the kitchen. Yeah, that outside. doesn't make any sense. Like, what? You don't pop up from below people's windows like that. And then, you make no. sure you walk from the side pretty, like, obviously. And you still might start slightly startle somebody. But, uh, so, Kendon, so she did. And I was like, oh, God, that's creepy. And then she did it again. <laughs> What's wrong? Turns out Kendon had rewound it and played the scene over yeah. again. So, I thought she just creeped up on her twice in a row and was like, this lady's crazy. But, no, that just... I wanted to make sure I'd seen what I thought I saw. If she gets murdered, she gets killed. Yeah, Kenan was like, I'm, I'm interested in what crazy way like, her death is. But we don't actually even see it. See no, it. as far as crazy deaths, what we do see is a drone flying all the way up a man's ass. Yes. Is that what happens to him? That didn't make any sense. Because it shows, like, it shows a significant amount of intestine. And that's a really big drone. It's a big drone. Am I wrong? No, you're not wrong. <laughs> kind of just like, what big is drone. that? What is that? Is it, it's, it's not, is, is it really that hard to hit something with a gun that close? Like, I, or punch it or turn it upside down? Like, it seems like it. Because everyone's having a hard time shooting this drone, hitting this drone, taking it down. It's very elusive. It's also hard when you're kind of clumsy, right? Like she, on <laughs> um, like the, the scene right before he starts dragging around with her hair, like she gets around it and then falls. Okay, there is a scene there that's like a prototypical scene. I've seen it all. Of, in fact, I remember it like from the Princess Bride. She falls like this at one point. So she's yeah. swinging the 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 what do you call it the the broom at it, and then she starts to like run away and she falls over nothing. She falls this like really lame sort of fall, like uh, drops the the broom. Nothing caused you to fall. Nothing is preventing you from grabbing the broom again. Like it's a very like uh, I feel like a really tropey sort of uh, horror. Oh, one hundred percent. Like yeah. it's just like nothing made you fall. Nothing made you fall. Yeah, yeah nothing stopping you from grabbing actress. the broom. Right, the entire third act is turning her into like a final girl, where she ends up being the last one. Like yeah. the entire purpose of the final act to be all these very tropey horror things where she's come out and play she's got the knife and she gets drug around and she's you know, a bad guy but it's got a second life like it's all of that it's in there you know what this movie lost 10 percent for the husband thing i think i was satisfied with the movie up until he this the it jumped into the husband and then the husband died i thought yeah. that that kind of broke its own rules or something yes. like if it had yes. jumped into the computer okay so we, you kind of brought it up earlier with what was the name of the movie uh from the 80s where the guy shocker yeah and he can jump around into different bodies yeah conceptually and i haven't watched it in a long time but there's a movie called i think the fallen with um what's his name denzel, um, denzel and what, gabriel fallen. byrne it's just fallen. i think it's amazing a com an awesome idea and it's like almost like a batman villain or somebody like it'd be really difficult to deal with because this is a demon that just passes from human to human by touch. Mm -hmm. So if you're in a big crowded area, it's, it could just hop around from person to person to person. Mm -hmm. And at the end, he, you think that it's been defeated and it hasn't. Mm -hmm. It got away to one more person. It just in a big crowd of people. If that, if he had a, no, ended up a in cat. that. He's like, but okay. let me tell you about the time I almost died. Okay. I know you remember really better than well. I do. I kind of yeah. need to rewatch yeah. this movie. Oh, I remember being the cat at the end and be like, "Oh, is that a cat?" Oh. Like, oh. But the, the the point I wanted to make is that it could like if this movie had ended with it turned out it got into the computer, got into the internet, it got into some kid's remote control car, like anything like that, I think would have been a be a much better ending than oh now he can jump into human. It's kind of like oh you're adding in new rules at the very last minute. Yeah. Because it's like, it, well, is the husband in? Well, you do find out the husband is in there. 
So now it's like, oh, body control, not just your essence ended up in a drone. Um, So I think that, you know, if I were to to make one major change to this movie, it would be that. Keep it in technology. Mm -hmm. And like Shalia said, like this kind of was a Black Mirror episode in certain ways. Yeah. Stretched out for like two hours. A lot more ridiculous. But yes. Probably not as well made. I want to go slightly <laughs> off topic now that I brought up Black Mirror because, of course, Shalia and I are still working through Community. And there's like an okay. episode in the fifth series of Community, fifth season, where some people come uh, to, uh, to test, beta test an app. And the app allows you to rate people. Mm-hmm. And it turns, the whole society turns into this whole like people on the top who have fives and people who are out in the wasteland who have ones. And, like, the people with threes are all, like, servants to the people who are fives and all this other stuff. And I was like, oh, they got to this before Black Mirror because Black Mirror had an episode with um, Bryce Dallas Howard that tackled the very, very same thing. Right. Anyways, I've been noticing some stuff like that in community as well. But Black Mirror, anyways. um, Yeah, just a tangent. (laughs) Well, speaking of that tangent, so with community – Kenan was listening to somebody talking about how community is the same as recess. Tim, do you remember a cartoon in like the 90s called Recess? No. So um, the guy went through and mentioned the different plot uh, scenarios in the various episodes between community and recess. And it is actually kind of crazy how they link together. Um, and so I'm, that's going to be on my, what am I watching soon is I want to try to find recess and watch it. I think it was Nickelodeon, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, okay. Anything else you guys want to talk about for the drone? That is it. Oh, I forgot to mention um, about the drone. It is directed by Jordan Rubin and stars Chris D'Aglia. Sam Adeboke, I don't know who that person is. Edgar Blackman, Anita Bream, and John Brotherton. Oh, and Christopher Matthew Cook plays the brother of Richie. Did you recognize any of these actors from anything? I don't recognize any of them. From nothing. Oh, wait, hold on. No, I, I had a bit of recognition of the private detective. Yeah, yeah. He was familiar. The um the cop who takes the drone in the beginning and then dies, he was familiar to me, but I'm not sure it was the person I thought it was. This was like a lot of cops die. Like a lot of people die in this movie. It's it's a it's a pretty sad movie. Yeah. People die. Question, guys. How did that drone make the rocking chair rock back and forth? It used its propellers. It wasn't using its propellers. (laughs) <laughs> rolling my eyes I don't know we have to wait for the sequel mm. alright what else do you guys want to say before we uh, wrap this week up it's a classic oh sorry wait did we ask that yet <laughs> yes in 30 years will this be a classic or will we be past it I will be past it I'm going to say it's a classic I'm, gonna, I'm going to dedicate some small percentage of my life's energy to making more people watch the drone i am not going to help with that i'm gonna say we we will be past it (laughs) friends two thumbs up from kendon um okay so next week we have some exciting like you know we it's still quarantines and we're trying to be active and so our uh last episode in april is going to be exercise from the 80s richard simmons right that's the plan Oh, Kendon's shaking his head. It's a plan for a future episode, but we haven't said it. I didn't know we wanted to do it for this next oh, week. Oh, I thought we said we were doing it for next week. After this. After Drone, we're doing this because it's a perfect timing for exercise. I think it is perfect timing. I'm not disagreeing with you there. So, friends, we might be doing that next week. Um, we, have a guest, we have a guest who's lined up to do the episode when we do do it. So, so start exercising and get your 80s workout on. Um, if not, then we're also uh, – another uh, – episode that is coming up is fx um FX. because so in sad news um we lost we lost somebody recently right yeah we did him he was uh rambo we did rambo 
Yeah. So we lost Brian Dennehy. Yeah. Rest in peace. Um, but we're gonna we're gonna do a tribute, and FX is the is the one that we've chosen. So either next week we're going to be working out with R- Richard Simmons, or we're gonna be watching FX. Um, you'll find out next week when Kendon, what will we be? We'll be drones. No, actually, we'll be back. Actually, really works. We'll be back as drones. As drones. <laughs> All right. See you next week. Thank you.